welcome to Magic the Amateuring episode 259. That's right. This week we're talking all about the rivals of Ixalan rules. Yes. So as you get ready to head to your rivals of Ixalan pre-release this weekend, you're going to have all the knowledge you could possibly stuff into your brain box uh, and you'll be ready for any kind of crazy rulings or card interactions mm-hmm. or difficult situations you might find your feet stuck in. That's right. Maria, before we get started, though, yes, we have to thank some people. Yes, we 100% have to thank anybody who is a member of the show on patreon.com slash mtacast. Please, if you're not a member of the Less Than 1% Club, the Best Than 1% Club, head over to patreon.com slash mtacast and sign up to become a part of our crazy family. You help keep the show on the air, coming out through your cat's mouth, engaging in the world, being a part of us all here in humanity, being broadcast out to the aliens many, many miles away. Do you want the first thing the aliens hear to be not Magic the Amateuring? I certainly don't. I don't think so. No, 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 no. That's right. If we want to have benevolent contact with aliens, we are one of the key pieces of making that happen. Because who knows, if they hear, you know, car talk... That's a lie. I'm pretty sure car talk would also lead to some sort of like Alien good war. encounter. No. Oh. I'm Okay. No, I think that would that would end up like okay. Burbly goop, my ship is broken down. Exactly. Click and clack where you at. Oh, thank goodness I have click and clack to listen to. <laughs> but anyways, we're another solid option. Yeah, and by the way, we've been called the uh the car, click and clack. The car talk of magic podcast. Yes. And I'm like, I love That's it. That's delightful. I love it. Do you think you're click or clack? Gosh, I don't know. That's a really good question. Don't drive like my Megan. <laughs> we also, of course, have to thank our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast. The place to go for all of your magic needs. In fact, Rivals of Ixalan is about to be out. And yes. if you go over there right now and pre-order a box of Rivals of Ixalan from Card Kingdom, it will get to you so speedy fast as soon as the release arrives that you're going to be thinking, wow, did I travel backwards in time that this and then forwards again that this got here <laughs> so quickly? Either it, way, you can travel in more directions than a train. That's right. Uh, so... Cardkingdom.com slash MTACast, a fantastic place to go. No matter what kinds of magic you're thinking about playing, they got a way to make sure you're all set up to do it. All right, Megan, are you ready to dive deep into the rivals of Ixalan rules? I am. All right. I'm ready to dive down. Oh, I get it, but not in this set. That's right. Yeah, we can't do this just between the two of us. No, we sure can't. So how are we going to do this? Well, I thought we'd invite one of our very special friends, Judge Rob, to join us, as he always does to help explain the rules and interactions. Welcome, Judge Rob. Welcome. Hi. Uh, Good to be here. Yes. Um, Yes. Mark my place, because it's very interesting. Yeah. Uh, And hide this underneath the table. Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful. Rob, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you for coming in and helping us out. I always ask you this at the top of any... Uh, set, new set, what are your overall thoughts on how you've, you know, your first impressions, Rivals of Ixalan? My first impressions is that this is Ixalan. It was all the cards they left out. (laughs) Everything they forgot on the floor. Well, everything, or that they elected to. They were like, you know what, dinosaurs are exciting enough. We don't need exciting cards with dinosaurs on them. 
We just need the word dinosaur on a bunch of cards. I mean, they're not okay. wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what's interesting here, too, is that I just want to point out, if you're a little confused, like Legion Conquistador is in this set, and it was in Ixalan, so uh, they're going to put a couple of reprints in here, kind of to yep. help smooth out the draft environment, which I think is cool. Yeah, uh, especially when they change to second pack, second pack, first packs. We're drafting two, two of the small set. Uh, that made certain cards unable to be printed in the large set. Uh, well, unable to be. Legion Conquistador is a, a key one, because you need... In order to play Deck with Legion Conquistador in Limited, you really want, like, three to five. Yeah, right? you need a critical mass. And you you couldn't get that from Ixalan being the third pack and also being a 260-card set, right? Yeah. It just wasn't going to happen. And now you can actually get a lot of them because they're common in a small set, and you're drafting two packs of it. Ooh, that's so going to be exciting. It's going to be much better. Uh, not that it was good. <laughs> I, no, I, 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 I did it. I played the five Legion Conquistador Sealed deck, and it was totally... Adequate. Yeah, I agree. Like, it was <laughs> that not, seems about right. It was yeah. fine. Yeah, I was like, all right, Legion Conquistador, put three cards in my hand. And they were like, mind rot you. And I said, discard two of these, play another one, put two more in my hand. And they were like, why are you playing all of these? And I go, I don't know, beats mind rot, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Next level, Rob. Yep. Next yep. level. <laughs> all right, so where do we want to start with uh, Rivals of Ixalan? Kind of looking at some of the stuff that's coming back from our old set? Yeah. So like I said, this is a lot of the same as as base Ixalan. And so all the core mechanics of Ixalan are coming back. Sure. Uh, the, so there's there's uh, Raid, Enrage, uh, Double Faced Cards, and Explore mm-hmm. are, all, are all back. Right? Welcome. And I want to talk about Explore. It's on mostly rare cards, so it's mostly complicated Explore. Uh, it's <laughs> right. No, well, like, yeah. I like, wish that's it, what it was called. Well, <laughs> Complicated well, explore. Well, in that you're exploring more, right? Yeah. So like on other explore cards, sure, sure, you sure. usually explore once in a turn on a single creature once. Yeah. And it would be just that creature exploring on itself. Um, in Rivals, there's things like... Hmm? Oh, stop tapping the table. Got <laughs> yeah, it. there you go. Uh, um, for, for Rivals, there's stuff like Path of Discovery, which is an enchantment for green and three. It says whenever a creature enters the battlefield under your control, it explores. So this lets every creature explore, and sometimes creatures will explore twice. They actually just have a creature that explores twice. Uh, Jade Light Ranger, green, green, and one for a 2-1. When it enters the battlefield, it explores, then it explores again. Uh, That behaves exactly the same as Path of Discovery with creatures that already explore. Which is, you do the explore mechanic, which is you reveal the top card of your library. If it's a land, you put it in your hand. If it's not a land, you put a plus and plus one counter on the creature, and then you decide to either put it in your graveyard or keep it on top, right? Sure. The, the same complicated, weird dance that you did before, but then you do it again, and oftentimes you know your top card uh, because it'll be have been a non-land that you left there because you'll be like, that's pretty good, so you get another plus one, plus one counter. Yeah, and, that card's sweet. Yeah. Uh, Jade Light Ranger itself, uh, oftentimes you'll draw two cards because you'll see two lands, and you'll be like, got me out of that mana flood, uh, or you'll get two counters on it, and it's going to be a 4-3 for three, or some combination of the two, and I like all the modes on it, basically. Uh, as far as play goes. Uh, so, and that's what you run into is a lot more other things exploring or repeated explorations that we didn't have as much in Ixlan proper. Nice. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention returning, double-faced cards are back again. It's really sweet. And notably, just the same as before, make sure to read them and their transform condition. Uh, because they don't just auto-transform. Uh, uh, Golden Guardian is the one that I want to really call out. It's a 4-4 for 4, has Defender, so it, like, fights dinosaurs and dies, mostly. Uh, it For 2 mana, it fights another target creature you control. Yeah, that somebody's going to screw that up. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fight their things, it fights your own things. 
Um, and then as part of this ability, it says when it dies this turn, return it to the battlefield transformed under your control. So it has to fight something you control. You have to activate this ability to be able to transform it. Doesn't matter whether or not it survives the ability. Uh, so if it fights another 4-4 and trades with the 4-4, it dies and then transforms. Uh, it returns to the battlefield transformed. So it has to die. So if you're yes. fighting it for I don't know what reason and it doesn't die, it doesn't work. Okay. Well, there's a, there's an instant that gives a creature minus two, minus two in this set. Okay. And so you, Interesting. so if you have it fight like a four five, they could minus two, minus two to make your guy into a into a two, three. <laughs> and <laughs> so. And then all you uh, did was pay two mana to kill your creature. Correct. Uh, this is not value. Don't do this. Okay. Um, and then it, on the other side, it's Gold Forge Garrison, which is really good. It taps at two mana of any one color to your mana pool, uh, which is already great. And then four and tap to create a four, four colorless Golem artifact creature token. Nice. Yeah. And the token does not have defender. Token Sweet. will, will oh. gladly go out and attack. Okay. So unlike the front face, it doesn't make things that are the front face. It makes better versions of them. Yeah, and it's worthwhile to note, just FYI, public service announcement, some of these flips are maze and some of them are not. So yes. like Rod said, reading the card explains exactly. the card. Exactly. Golden Guardian, not optional. Uh, if for some reason you don't want Goldforge Garrison, you're getting Goldforge Garrison. <laughs> I don't want this special land. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to pay four and make a 4-4 four, four every turn. Yep. Losing this game sounds a lot better than winning. Um, <laughs> yep. All right, so, so what is our the, new splashy the, mechanic? The one new thing, Ascend, uh, or Ooh. you might see it as the City's Blessing. Uh, so cards will say Ascend on them, so they might be like Tender Shoot Dryad, a green and four for a 2-2, two, two. Ascend, and I'm going to give the text on that in a second. At the beginning of each upkeep, create a 1-1 one, one green Sapperling creature token, and Sapperlings you control get plus 2, plus 2, as long as you have the City's Blessing. Sick. Yeah, uh, so it makes 3-3 three, three sometimes. And the Ascend is what gives you the City's Blessing. Uh, it, Permanents that say ascend on them, it's a static ability. It just turns on as soon as you have 10 permanents, uh, no matter what kinds of permanents they are. They can be treasure tokens. They can be sapling tokens. They can be a bunch of random dudes and lands. They can be just lands. Uh, instants and sorceries that say ascend, uh, check at the time they resolve. They give you the city's blessing. And the city's blessing is something that once it's turned on, you can never lose it. They can destroy all your permanents and you still have the city's blessing. Ooh. And question, this is a, one that a lot of people have been asking. Can you respond to somebody attempting to get Ascend? Maybe. Uh, so it depends on what it, what they're trying to do. So if you have Tender Shoot Dryad, nine permanents, and it goes to your main phase, they're not going to be able to respond to you playing a land. Sure. They could do something before that. Like during your draw step, they could kill the Tender Shoot Dryad, right? Uh, for something like Golden Demise, which is a sorcery with Ascend, they could respond to the spell on the stack and like kill one of your creatures in order to keep you from getting Ascend. Uh, or from ascending to have the city's blessing. Okay. And so the the city's blessing itself is not something that you can respond to them getting, but you can respond to the thing that would be giving it to them. So you can respond to the creature spell if you have tender shoot dry it out. And they so they you have tender shoot dried nine permanents. You go to cast a creature, and they're like in response, kill something uh, to keep you underneath. Probably the tender shoot dried because it's pretty fragile. But. <laughs> Uh, so it's just a fragile little dryad. Yep. I'm I'm just happy we're gonna see sapperlings again. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of random sapperling generators in this set. There's like a dinosaur that makes sapperlings. Uh, so cool. I'm a little gardening dinosaur. I make little trees. Adorable. It's, it's a gardening stegosaurus actually. It looks like so extra good. Perfect. <laughs> gardening stegosaurus. And the when you look at things that have that give you the city's blessing. I want to mention, some of them do it, like, Tender Shoot Dryad is a static effect that's just a separate ability on their card. Some of them, um, why I wanted to call it Golden Demise, uh, it's black, black, and one, sorcery, ascend, and then all creatures get minus two, minus two until end of turn. 
If you have the city's blessing, instead, only creatures your opponents control get minus two, minus two until end of turn. So some of them, instead of giving a new ability, change an ability that exists. Gotcha. So read through full text of these cards. The first thing that they say is Ascend, so you know that something's going to be weird somewhere in their text of the city's blessing. By the way, once you get Ascend, you have Ascend, mm -hmm. even if you technically, yeah. quote-unquote, lose 10 permanents or whatever. Yeah, if, if they kill all your permanents, if you use Tender Shoot, Stride Sapperling production to get up there, uh, you get up there and then they, they kill all your creatures because they have one of the, the handful of wraths you still have it forever so future things will still be active for this the city's blessing nice once you're blessed you remain blessed it's true uh and that's the the only big mechanical interesting thing all right Rob, i'm on the, uh, I'm on the single uh, cards now and yeah. that's our show see you later <laughs> um the, the i do have a ton of single cards that's the trade-off is they made a bunch of unique weird interesting cards in this set and so like in a lot of ways it's like an unset in that they like I want to call it an uncommon is my first card right which is unusual yeah, yeah it uh, is charging Tuscadon is a 4-4 four, four for red red and 3 oh, check out those tusks A plus he tusks he huge tusks uh, he did not skip tusk day uh, so he's a 4-4 four, four. he is trample that's fine I love tusk day at my school as a child right next to crazy hair day and pajama day oh um, he was talking about like like a like yeah, like gym lifting. like a gym oh regimen. <laughs> yeah like, like, leg like, day. like leg day. Yeah, like okay. leg day. Yeah. Well, we had tusk day at my school where you dressed up as your favorite kind of tusk. And then worked <laughs> out your tusks. Weird. No, it was just like, just I was an I was a, a, a mastodon tusk. Or a mastodon tusk. Yeah. It's a pretty hmm. good tusk. Anyway. So, uh, charging tuskadon, his other ability, if charging tuskadon would deal combat damage to a player, it deals double that damage to that player instead. Uh, damage doubling is not something they usually put on uncommons. And he's a little strange. So he's he actually has the whole, like, I was going to talk about him as if he had Trample, and it turns out he already had Trample. Uh, so he assigns his damage uh, to the defending creature and then to whatever's left to the defending player, and he doesn't count the damage doubling Oh, when he does that. Uh, sorry, gesturing at the table. Uh, so the he assigns his damage to the defending creature and the defending player as if he doesn't double any damage. So if they block with a 3-3, three, three. he assigns 3 to the defending creature and then 1 to the player and then after that damage is assigned, it's doubled. Uh, gotcha. So he does his math, independent of all the doubling, and then doubles it. Uh, it's it's more relevant if he also doubles damage to the creature, but just be aware when you're assigning out the damage that it, it's doubled after the assignment happens. Gotcha. Uh, okay. That's yep. bizarre, but... Yeah, it's just the way that damage assignment works, because it doesn't look into the future to see if damage will be prevented or doubled, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just strange. It can't um, look into the future. Yeah. All right, up next I mean, is a card a lot of people have been talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, I might be playing this in modern. Uh, Blood Sun. It's an enchantment for red and two. Uh, it's like Blood Moon, but worse. Uh, <laughs> so uh, Blood Sun says when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Good words. And then the, the complicated bit, all lands lose all abilities except mana abilities. So mana abilities is anything that makes mana. Uh, there's more complicated rules to it, but if it makes mana, it's a mana ability. Uh, and that's, it turns off all the other stuff. So search for Ezcanta turns into uh, whatever the other Ezcanta side is, right? Just the sunken rune. Yeah, yeah, it'll tap for a blue now. You can't use it to look at your top four cards and find an awesome thing. Uh, that ability just doesn't work anymore. Uh, 
Blood Sun also applies to abilities of lands as they enter the battlefield. So notably, if a land tries to enter the battlefield tapped, uh, we have the cycle of comes into play tapped lands in this set at Uncommon. They won't enter tapped. They'll enter oh. untapped. Uh, anything that enters the battlefield and then has a trigger won't trigger. It doesn't have those abilities. Wait, so you're telling me that a shock land won't deal two damage? Correct. It'll just come out untapped. Wow. Yep. There are the, the Ravnica bounce lands uh-huh. that a bunch of people play in modern. Turns out those just tap for two meta. No drawback. Oh, they don't bounce anything. They don't come into play tap. And they tap for their, you know, various colors or whatever yeah. as well? Yeah. Gruel, uh, Gruel Turf taps for green, red. Doesn't come into play tapped. Doesn't bounce anything. Oh, shucks. It's quite uh, quite amazing. This doesn't hold lands. Tron lands, BTW. No. Yeah, it, it does not blood moon away Tron. Thanks, uh, Obama. <laughs> it it beats up fetch lands, like uh, Terramorphic Expanse and then all the good ones. Uh, or Evolving Wilds, because that's what they keep printing. Uh, yeah. It beats those up really good, because they can't fetch anything, and they don't tap for mana. Ghost Quarter. Yeah. It's go- just like, I tap for a colorless which is actually <laughs> like two-thirds of the time it's what they want because it lets them like yeah. like actually cast their old rosies but yeah. uh every once in a while every once in a while they need it to to screw you okay so, um wait just a second valakut what will it will it not deal to valakut will tap for red now but it that's won't. all it does oh sad valakut <laughs> yep sad valakut so oh, it, like I'm i said just, i'm not even a mountain yep I'm just a molten pinnacle. Yep. Do the lands lose their names? Nope. They still have their names. It just changes the abilities in the card. Okay. Uh, and note, the other thing is this, when you combine this with Urborg, Doom of Yogmoth, the lands are still swamps. <coughs> and gotcha. rules nuttiness. Okay. It just, it just, take my word for it, the lands are still swamps. <laughs> you don't have to take my word for it, dun, 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 but you do have to take Rob's. Well, you can, I mean, we can talk about it. No, We're, let's move on. We're good. <laughs> Um, we we trust you, you here, okay. Rob. <laughs> Awakened Amalgam. Uh, Awakened Amalgam is a star star for four mana. Uh, it's a golem. Its power and toughness are equal to the number of differently named lands you control, which is really unusual and weird. Speaking of named lands. Yeah, named lands, exactly. So Awakened Amalgam counts the English names of lands, uh, which like seems like a weird thing to specify, but like if I play a German forest, it actually is the name Wald on it, right? Uh, it's not named differently from forest. It's it's named forest. Everything officially has gotcha. its English name. So I can't I can't get a bunch of these. Oh, it, it, I like, see. I can't make my draft set. It, it, <laughs> magic is printed in nine yeah. languages, right? Yeah. I can't have nine different forests in my Look draft set. Look at all these differently named forests I have. Yeah, yep. get out of here. Gotcha. You're, that makes you're sense. trying to get an yep. edge where there is none. Yep. Uh, the edge is in modern snow-covered lands do have different names. So you can play Ooh. those. Okay. Uh, it's nice. not like you could probably get there off. Regular non-basic. So anyways. differently named but cards would be mountain, plains, forest, island, swamp. Those all count. Yep. Those hallowed fountain. Yeah, hallowed fountain. Blooming marsh. Yep. All of the tr- things that you transform. Brad. Into. Yes. Bradland. <laughs> Gary. <laughs> Michelle. Mean, yes. <laughs> These are all names. <laughs> Welcome to Namecast, <laughs> where we talk about names. Yep. So that card's only going to be fun and limited if you manage to put together a crazy five-color deck or something. Well, you could also play it with the transform cards because they all transform into lands. Oh, okay. And then there's the, like I said, this set has the, the um, comes in a play tapped duels. Sure. And those have different names. So you could conceivably have like five or six different names in your deck maybe, uh, which is not a huge payoff. No. Like, Doesn't it's a, seem worth it. Yeah, it's a rare, it's not going to come up that much in limited, but... Except for the one guy who's going to be like, look, this forest is in Korean. He'd be like, no. No. No, 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 no. 
Mm-mm-mm. Ah. So I'm going to move on to actually a one of the double-faced land cards, Azor's Gateway. Azor, Megan, best yeah. friends. That's right. Yeah. Um, he's a Azor's Gateway is a two-cost legendary artifact. Uh, one in tap, discard a card, then exile a card from your hand. If cards with five or more different converted mana costs are exiled with Azor's Gateway, you gain five life, then untap it, and then transform it. Uh, it transforms into Sanctum of the Sun, which has one of the best abilities I've ever seen on a land. Hmm. Uh, Tap, add X mana of any one color to your mana pool where X is your life total. Add one million mana. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it, th- this, Get hoofed. Yeah, there are very few lands that can that can tap for 10 or more mana. Uh, this is this will consistently tap for, I figured, probably eight. Um, so the things that I want to note, split cards, count the front face only. Um, so Azor's Gateway is a converted mana cost of two. It doesn't have zero. Sanctum of the Sun doesn't have a converted mana cost in the back. We don't care. Gotcha. Our transform cards have just their front face. Gotcha. Split cards that have the two different sides, which we have some in standard because of the aftermath stuff, sum their mana costs to determine the converted mana cost when they're gotcha. in exile. So they don't have two different converted mana costs. They have a single sum number. Yes, and this oh. is important for several cards, yeah. you know, over the history of magic. Yeah. So and it's this, a good thing to yeah, know. Yeah, and this changed with it, this changed with the release of Amoncat. So if you if you're coming back to magic from not having played for a year. Uh, Cat changed that. Split cards now have a converted mana cost of their sum. They used to have two different converted mana costs at once. So, Because people were doing some cheaty things. They sure were. In modern. With Cascade? No, with what, what's the one? Uh, yeah, there was... Um, um, it, it, they, they, well, yeah, now it, it uses Cas- Cascade. Yeah. It, Cascade's better with it. What they were using was... Um, I'm trying... Uh, they were Karizev's some expertise. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. The Karizev's expertise, expertise cards. Yeah. And there they work. Go. They work cascading, but you had to be very like you could only use basically one card. Yeah. That mattered. Uh, and now it's actually better on the other way because you can play some of the cheaper ones in like living end style decks and cascade past them. Gotcha. So. It's six and one half a dozen of another. It just yeah. stopped you from being able to, to Armageddon. All right, tell me about this sweet vampire action here. Bishop of Binding. So Bishop of Binding is a 1-1 for 4. Like a lot of creatures, it gets a lot of words to make up for that. Wait in 3 to cast. It's a vampire cleric. When Bishop of Binding enters the battlefield, exile target creature and opponent controls until Bishop of Binding leaves the battlefield. And then whenever Bishop of Binding attacks, target vampire gets plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is the power of the exiled card. Uh, so if he exiles a vehicle, let's say that they, they crewed a vehicle to be able to block, then you cast Bishop of Binding in your turn. He will use the power of the exiled vehicle. Uh, this is not obvious from current rules. It's a change. And so it, uh, this is straight up according to the release notes. Wizard Got says him. he uses vehicle's power. And if the power is less than zero for some reason, uh, let's say that it's Char Rumbler, which is a negative one, three, uh, then the X is zero. Uh, there's very few cards that'll do this, but... Beal All right. Way. Just FYI. Yep. All right. Here's one that you say is at the mo- one of the most bizarre cards you've yeah, seen in a while. Yeah, it is so strange. Crafty Cut Purse. Yeah, it's a 2-2 for blue and three with flash. It's a human pirate. When Crafty Cut Purse enters the battlefield, each token that would be created under an opponent's control this turn is created under your control instead. Uh, that's strange. It replaces a token entering under their control with entering under yours. And there's actually rules for the ordering of replacement effects uh, because entering the battlefield like as a copy of something. So there's Vizier of Many Faces, right? Mm-hmm. It makes an embalmed token that enters as a copy of something, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Vizier of Many Faces, if you try to embalm it and I crafty cut pursue, who gets to choose what it copies? 
Gotcha. I don't know. The, the controller of the crafty cup purse, the person who's coming under. The crafty cup purse goes first, basically. Okay. Well, in that all makes cases. sense. Yeah. Uh, so the crafty cup purse's controller gets to make all the decisions for that thing. Uh, it also means that anointed procession doesn't apply to them. So if they have an anointed procession, they have a token producer. They try to make a token. You crafty cup purse in response. And you go to get the token. You don't get two tokens. The cup purse applies yeah, before the anointed procession gotcha. does. Okay. Um, which is unusual and weird. Um Crafty cut purse, if there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you're in a multiplayer game, I ask somebody who knows, like Oof. you're ordering replacement effects. Okay. Um, if you're in a 1v1 game and each of you apply to cut purse, it mostly just means that you've washed the effect. <laughs> um, because it tries to apply, it tries to come to me and then it goes back to you. Gotcha. Um, if it's in a multiplayer game, it's the controller of the affected objects makes the choice. And so they choose which one goes first, which may determine whether or not the second one gets to apply. All right, so if you're Perfect. in a game and you you manage to steal somebody's, uh, tr- oh gosh, I can't, what is the best way that, what's a card that would make you a bunch of treasure all at once? There is. Uh, Revel and Riches spell will do Spell Swindle. Spell Swindle. There's, a, there's one that costs seven in the set that's red that does it based on how many lands you control. Yep. Yeah. So the time that happens, please send us a photo. That's right. If you have a crafty yeah. cut purse for a. Um, Boatload of tokens. We want to see it. We want oh, there, to know. Yeah, there's a lot of good ways to make a pile of tokens in EDH, too. So. That's true. Yeah. Hashtag um, get pursed. <laughs> yeah, if you crappy cuff versus spell swindle, I will be very excited, and it's going to be a lot of mana. don't think it's going to happen. In and also, while you have that enchantment in play, that allows you to win if you have 10 treasure. Revel and riches? Uh, yeah. Revel and riches, yes. So remember to use the hashtag get pursed. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Dead Man's Chest. Great name for a card yeah. in this set. This card is this card is pretty. Uh, this card is black and one for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature and opponent controls. Uh, so what that means is if you gain control of the creature somehow, uh, then it's going to fall off. Oh, um, exciting. And when enchanted creature dies, exile cards equal to its power from the top of its owner's library. You may cast non-land cards from among them for as long as they remain exiled. And you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast these spells. Any so, type? Okay. Any type. So you could use colored mana as if it were colorless. There are six types of mana and five colors. Okay. White, blue, black, red, green are both colors and types. And colorless is not a color, but it is a type. <laughs> Got it. So this is basically a, a nice way to say you can cast Kozilek with this. Okay. Even if you only have swamps. Um, and so Dead Man's Chest does uh, some interesting things. You still cast the cards at their normal times. It doesn't give them flash. It doesn't let you cast them immediately. You just get a pi- basically a big pile of booty that you can look through and then cast at your leisure. Yeah. Um, the cards are exiled face up. They know what this what the treasure that you've stolen from them is. Uh, there's a bunch of weird nonsense with owning and controlling. Uh, if they control your creature, you'll exile cards from your library. Right. So if they gotcha. if they if they take your creature, they like they hostage take your creature and they cast it, you still own it. You can put a dead man's chest on it and then kill the creature, and then it looks at the owner to determine whose library they come so from. So it would look at your library. Yes. All right. Which might be good or might be bad. Yeah. They cast their hostage takers, so they might not have any other good cards. If somebody <laughs> steals your treasure, by the way, and you don't know what that treasure is, hey, start looking at your own treasure. Yeah, exactly. Why aren't on. you taking stock of the things to be thankful for in your life? <laughs> Specifically, yep. your treasure. Specifically, treasure. <laughs> Do you have anything in your life, Megan, that you would uh, classify as your treasure if someone stole it? I mean, if someone stole my cat, I oh, would be, yeah. like, upset. Where's Megan's treasure? <laughs> in fact, my cat's name is my treasure. <laughs> That's not my Come cat's Come here, name. Megan's treasure. 
No, it's, the cat's name is My Treasure. So oh, whoever's my calling treasure. it, you say My Treasure. My Treasure. It's weirdly possessive. <laughs> no, Megan doesn't even own her cat. It's a cat that just that's true. happens to live with I her. I do not say that I own my cat. No, no. That is true. It's just how cats work. Exactly. Yeah, it is the cat that lives with me that I care for. <laughs> this card, Rob, is a... Uh, Pretty cool. Direfully Daredevil? Yeah. yeah. Pirate Caster Mage. Uh, it's, a, it's a two in one for red and one. Uh, it's a human pirate. It has first strike. Okay, I'll play this card. Um, when it enters the battlefield, XL target instant or sorcery card from an opponent's graveyard. You may cast that card this turn, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any type to cast that spell. If the card would be put into a graveyard this turn, exile it instead. Uh, basically, it lets you flash back out of their graveyard. With one important exception, uh, which is if the card goes somewhere other than exile or other than the graveyard, it still goes to the normal place. Normally, flashback says that if it would go anywhere but exile, exile it. Yeah. Uh, that's not what Direfleet Daredevil says. Gotcha. If you cast a spell from their graveyard and they remand it, it'll return to their hand. Okay. Uh, yeah, if yeah. it's a card like a Zenith that shuffles itself into its owner's library, it'll shuffle itself into its owner's library. Yeah. So be aware of this. This is a little bit different of a card than Snapcaster Mage. Uh, so it just spells out all the pieces and doesn't have the room to say yeah. what it needs to say on it. I think it's cool that that's there's a red cool. Snapcaster. Yeah, and it's an evil Snapcaster. Let's do Snapcaster their stuff. Evil yeah, snapcaster. it's like Mirror Universe Snapcaster. Ooh. Yeah, I, I could see this in an alternate future site just being alternate Snapcaster. <laughs> I want to make a, a, a red control deck that's doing all the same things as a blue control deck, but doing it in red. Well, so... You can you could come close to do that, except that you have the word random stapled to a bunch of cards. Play yeah. like Goblin Lore instead of Brainstorm. <laughs> I'm playing Pyroblast. So random. Um, yeah. I want to make a new hashtag yeah. uh, for people. If you also believe that your cat is just a guest <laughs> in your house, send me a photo of the cat that lives in your home that you care for with the hashtag my cat guest. <laughs> Oh, All right, wow. moving on. Also, a new show on Animal Planet. <laughs> my, my cat. My cat, cat guest. Um, Itali, Primal Storm. Roar. This is one of a cycle of legendary dinosaurs. Um, I have another one coming up later. Uh, it's a 6-6 six, six for red, red, and 4 legendary creature elder dinosaur. It's an old dinosaur. Very uh, old. Whenever Itali, Primal Storm attacks, exile the top card of each player's library. Then you may cast any number of non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. Whatever. Wow. This card's like, so dumb. This card's incredibly dumb. Um, it's like I might build a red commander deck for it because I just want to attack with this with haste all the time. Yeah. Uh, so the thing is, you cast them immediately. It's easier to lose it. You can't put any of them on layaway for later. Mm -hmm. And you, the thing that you do choose is the order in which you cast the spells. So if you exile a creature from your from your top of your library and a Wrath of God off the top of their library, mm -hmm. you can cast the creature first and then the Wrath of God. So the Wrath will resolve first because gotcha. they all go on the stack at the same time and resolve top down. Gotcha. Um, if you don't cast them, they stay in exile. He just eats the things. <laughs> I must storm. Devours their future. I know every piece of food I eat ends up in exile eventually. Gross, moving on. <laughs> Eventually. That's the way I look at it. Uh, form of the dinosaur. Ah, uh, yes. Have, have you ever wanted to be a dinosaur? Yes. Yeah. Yes. When, when you were yes. a kid, then they asked you what you wanted to be when you grew up. Did you write dinosaur I on the sheet? I wrote dinosaur many times. Okay. Specifically, frilly neck, puff out dinosaur. <laughs> I don't think those even existed when I was a kid. Are you a lot younger than me? Am I? Well, no, no, they had the, okay, yeah, they, they don't puff out. I was talking about the Jurassic just, Park one. Oh, yeah, those ones, yeah, yeah. 
I'm thinking of the ones that have all these feathers that they have now on Excel. Oh, yeah. Like, because no, no, these no. all have all sorts of puffy no feathers. No dinosaurs had feathers when. Back in my day, right? dinosaurs That's didn't That's what I'm have saying. Feathers, that soft, silky, smooth, thin skin that they made even softer with Dove Supreme Care Lotion. <laughs> Can you order that from Card Kingdom? <laughs> yeah. Cardkingdom.com slash MGHS slash Dove Lotion. Your Dove Lotion for, for dinosaurs only. <laughs> yes. Specifically. Rub it on your dinosaur cards. Exactly. Ugh. <laughs> This card so, is bad, yeah, but anyway, it, read it's it. bad but weird. Uh, red, red four enchantment. When it enters the battlefield, your life total becomes fifteen. Uh, and at the beginning of your upkeep, form of the dinosaur deals fifteen damage to target creature and opponent controls, and that creature deals damage equal to its power to you. You are fighting. You're a dinosaur and you fight all the time, and you must fight. This is not optional. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur fight. and I fight all the time. I, you have no mercy. You have no weakness. You're a dinosaur. Yep. Okay. Um, and so, if you want to opt out. You can respond to the trigger, so you can target something with the fight ability and respond to it by killing the creature. Okay. In order to save yourself from getting getting hit by their dude. Wow. Okay. Um, but they have a little bit of control because they can just leave you with only like five fives to fight. Yeah, this is another card. There was a form of the dragon which existed yeah. before this. Yeah. Which that, apparently is very good. Yeah, and that sets your life total every turn was the thing. Uh, it sets your life total to five every turn. Okay. Uh, so it, unless they kill, dealt you five damage, uh, you couldn't die. And it also said creatures without flying can't attack you because dragons fly. And so they can't fight you. You're flying. Nice. And so uh, this this makes you dinosaur, which probably doesn't fly. Some of them here do. I don't know. <laughs> but it like it makes you a non-flying dinosaur. And then you have to fight because... You're a dinosaur. Yeah. That's what you do. Dinosaurs are mostly like worse dragons as far as I can tell. <laughs> in, in magic lore. <laughs> Brutal. Wow. Um, Brutal. Laying down some harsh truths. Yep. Because the form of the dragon also just fives things and doesn't deal you anything back. And it fives their face. You're just like, you. (laughs) By the way, high-fiving someone's face in most circles is known as a slap. Yes. Most. Uh, So, induced amnesia, which is like a brain slap. Uh, Blue and two, enchantment. When induced amnesia enters the battlefield, target player exiles all cards from his or her hand face down then draws that many cards. When Induced Amnesia is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, return all exiled cards to their owner's hand. All these exiled cards. Sorry. Um, in, so Induced Amnesia is two triggers. Uh, it comes out and it hides their cards and nobody can look at them, including the, the person who exiled them. Next, all their cards or your cards. Yeah. They're gone, they're, they're gone until it goes to the graveyard. Um, if you bounce this, there's a couple ways to do it in this set, those cards are gone forever because the trigger that gives them back is based on induced amnesia going to the, to the graveyard. Gotcha. Uh, also, it's a trigger. The, the exile cards thing is a trigger. It goes in the stack. If somebody responds to that trigger by killing induced amnesia, the other trigger that tries to return stuff goes in the stack above it, resolves first, and there's no cards to return yet because the other one hasn't happened in exiled cards. Then it's going to exile some cards face down forever. Gotcha. They still draw cards to replace them. So, yeah. I mean, they're not totally out of cards. But you can exile cards forever in a couple different ways within just amnesia. Gotcha. Uh, Paladin of Atonement. Uh, white and one for a 1-1. One, one. It's a vampire knight. At the beginning of each upkeep, if you lost life this turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on Paladin of Atonement. When Paladin of Atonement dies, you gain life equal to its toughness. Uh, super straightforward. Eventually you gain some life. But what happens if its toughness is negative? So, like, there's a card that gives minus two, minus two in this set? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, you still gain zero life. Yeah, it seems like gaining neg- negative life is not something Wizards is very interested yeah, in. Yeah, they, they've made it <laughs> so that anything that tries to calculate that ends up with a zero instead. Okay, gotcha. And so, uh, just like we talked with Bishop 
above. It gets zero back and gives you zero life. Um, you don't gain negative amounts. Perfect. This is uh, Megan's preview card here. Polyraptor. Yeah. It's, Yay. it's actually super adorable. Um, it is. It's looking at look itself. Look at myself, pretty dinosaur. Does, does that mean that it's like aware enough to know what its reflection is? <laughs> I think so. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm gathering from the art on this card. Is that Polyraptor is self-aware and understands. It is looking at itself. And another dinosaur is looking back. Soon it will fall in love with its image and drown. Yeah. This is a classic. Actually, the polyraptor is based on the tail of <laughs> Narcissus. So. Yep. It's actually, this is an ode to Theros. Oh, wonderful. And mythology. Yep. All true. This is all true. All true. Yeah, this is all true. It, direct from Watsy. You bet somebody there <laughs> yes, gave you this exactly. whole story. They gave me all of that. Yep, absolutely. 100%. There's a button you can press on Megan where she opens her mouth and just Watsy speaks out of it. Yeah. <laughs> is this like the cat broadcast thing? Did you it install is. that in her? Yes, same technology. I, okay. You know, yeah. It's unfortunate sometimes. <laughs> okay. But it is so, what it is. Polyraptor. Green, green, six for a five, five dinosaur. Enrage. Whenever Polyraptor is dealt damage, create a token that's a copy of Polyraptor. Uh, and this is going to happen even if Polyraptor is killed by that damage. Nice. So you basically have a Raptor that isn't killable by damage. It comes back. Yep. It just makes more back copies back. of itself forever. Life finds a way. Yes, life finds a way. Oh, here's cool. your other uh, big. Yeah, here's the other elder dragon. dinosaur, um, Tetsamok Primal Death. Just a mm. great name. Wow, yeah. can we just for, pause one moment? If you didn't hear us just like gloating about it on stream, we called it Primal Tides. We called it. Oh yeah, that's right. Last week's episode, we were like, "What's the blue one going to be?" Yeah. Anyway. Weirdly enough, we managed to guess Primal Tide. <laughs> time in. Time there you in. Go. Sorry. Anyways. Anyways. So, Tetsamok. Uh, Tetsamok is a legendary creature elder dinosaur. Uh, death Touch 6-6. Six, six. Black and reveal him from your hand. Put a prey counter on target creature. Activate this ability only during your turn. And then when Tetsamok enters the battlefield, destroy each creature your opponents control with a prey counter on it. Nice. So, really Tet... Good. Yeah. Tetsamok does not care about how many times you activate his first ability, uh, or his middle ability, the, the black and reveal. Mm -hmm. So if you have six black mana and you want to make six pieces of prey, ah. you can do so nice. um, in the same turn. The only restriction is during your turn only. Yeah. And the other thing is Tetsamok doesn't care how things get prey counters. So if you're in a multiplayer game like Two-Headed Giant and your teammate has Tetsamok, and puts prey counters on other, a bunch of their stuff, and you cast Tetsamok, Tetsamok don't care. Tetsamok eats all prey. Tetsamok noms. If you're in a two-headed giant game and both of you have Tetsamok, it's probably either going really well or really poorly. So, um, they'd be very yeah, exciting. True. Play if possible. Guys, guys, pretty good. Uh, so, uh, my last one is another uncommon. Uh, Atzucan Seer. It's a two, three, four, white, green, and one. It's a human druid. Taps to add one mana of any color to your mana pool. And I wanted to note, this is not one mana of any type. We talked about mana yeah. types before. Atzakan Seer, uh, unlike the other cards that we talked about, can't cast the Eldrazi colorless mana symbol. Gotcha. Uh, it's not necessarily relevant right now, but somebody's going to run into this. You never know what yeah. someone's yeah. going to do. And his second ability uh, is Sacrifice Him, Return Target Dinosaur Card from Your Graveyard to Your Hand. Uh, he can't use his first ability, the turn that he comes out, but he can use the second one. Yeah. Um, I figured while I was here, I would mention it. Perfect. I just wanted to call out the, the type versus well, I'm color here. difference. For yep. sure.
before we continue, we have to tell you about our awesome newest member of the MTA family, which is Ultra Pro. Ultra Pro, an amazing, an amazing place to get card sleeves, play mats, other other things that go with cards. Around cards, yes. surrounding cards, under cards, cards, over cards, behind cards, behind cards, in front of cards, all of the places. As anything that that's you can card adjacent. Exactly. Ultra Pro. Great place to get that thing. Yeah, if you're heading to the pre-release this weekend, stock up on some cool Ultra Pro stuff. We love the Eclipse sleeves. They shuffle like butter, which they should start printing yeah, on the packs as much really- as we say it. <laughs> Deck boxes, Shuffle like butter. Play mats. Uh, Great art. Awesome art yeah, on all of those Lovely things. stuff and lovely people. Yeah. UltraPro.com. Right. Single card questions uh, from our listeners. I'm going to kick things off here from Candy Arts. What happens with Golden Guardian when you reanimate it with God Pharaoh's gift? Does it get exiled when it should transform? And yeah. This oh, is a, let's a pull up God Pharaoh's gift then. We've, yeah. uh, heard, we've kind of heard a couple of times uh, so, something that's uh, kind of interacting with exile with these uh, double face cards. So uh, God Pharaoh's <laughs> gift... Uh, it says at the beginning of combat on your turn, you may exile a creature card from your graveyard. Okay, so you exiled a golden guardian that was in your graveyard. If you do, create a token copy that's a copy of that card, except it's a 4-4 black zombie. It gains haste until end of turn. So the actual golden guardian doesn't come back, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you make a token copy of it. So golden guardian, the token dies and is exiled immediately. There's a trigger that would try to bring it back transform, but it's n- the token isn't even there in the graveyard for the, for the trigger to bring back. Gotcha. Uh, and so that token doesn't get the chance to transform. Some other things can try to transform. Uh, generally, tokens that try to transform don't get a lot of value out of it because they don't have a second side to transform into. So someone casts Kitesail Freebooter. In response, you cast Reckless Rage, targeting the free Freebooter. The entry of the battlefield trigger goes on the stack, as well as... Let's so, see. But, let's, They're just asking, basically, yeah, if someone... Plays a kite sail freebooter and with its trigger on the stack, it gets killed. It gets killed. Does that card stay in exile forever? No, kite sail okay. freebooter is different than um, than induce amnesia. Okay. Um, the kite sail freebooter has a single trigger with a duration. It says exile that card until kite sail freebooter leaves the battlefield. And if the if a duration never starts, it never starts. Gotcha. So it never gets exiled. Um, if we're hitting reckless rage really quick, um, you do need two targets for reckless rage. Because okay. I just looked at that again. Yeah, so yeah. you need to have a target creature to be able to reckless rage their, their thing. Nice. Uh, I think that they were just uh, yeah, mostly They just picked an arbitrary removal yeah. spell that it's an instant. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, Mark Rosen asks, Judge Rob, what's your perfect Sunday? A great question. My perfect Sunday. <laughs> the day or the the food? They spelled it like the day, but I'm going to let you <laughs> answer however. Well, that, that's actually pretty clear then. Uh, my perfect Sunday might be watching Hot Fuzz and hanging out playing some video games and getting to jam in a game of EDH. Oh, that's um, a nice Sunday. I'd like to read at the end of it too. Okay. Like just just jam in an hour or two of reading. Nice. Great Sunday, that's Rob. That's a good Sunday. That's a real good Sunday. Okay, here's a question from Discord. Can Rob please settle the dispute about Blood Sun and Lotus Lotus Veil? Well, Lotus Veil has a replacement effect, right? I'm going to read yeah. Lotus Veil's oracle text. Its printed text is not um, indicative of what the card does. Okay. And other people are asking about the Blood Sun Blood Moon dilemma. I'm not sure what the dilemma is. Mostly, <laughs> it, like, in a lot of ways, Blood Moon is better because it color screws people. 
Um, the trade-off is that Blood Sun is very, very good in a fetch-heavy world. So, uh, Lotus Veil. So, it's a land. If Lotus Veil would enter the battlefield, sacrifice two untapped lands instead. If you do, put Lotus Veil onto the battlefield. If you don't, put it into its owner's graveyard. Tap. Add three mana of any one color to your mana pool. So, as mentioned, uh, Blood Sun is going to remove this ability. Due to a rules change uh, with, with um, Ixalan proper, replacement effects that don't exist in the future as things are entering the battlefield don't get applied. Uh, so Lotus Veil will look into the future, see that it won't have the ability on the, battle, on the battlefield, and won't try to apply this replacement effect. So it'll enter the battlefield untapped, and you won't have to sacrifice anything if there's a Blood Sun on the battlefield, which means it just taps for three mana of any one color. Oh, snap. It's okay. real good. The The floor on Lotus Veil, though, is you're playing it in a format that has Wasteland in it. Yeah. Be aware, if you don't have a Blood Sun, you probably lose the game for playing Lotus Veil. <laughs> because you have to sacrifice two untapped lands, and then they'll probably gotcha. just Wasteland you, which just destroys all your lands. That's so, kind of cool, though. And you, yeah. need th- and you need three mana up front to even get there. Yeah. So you are playing much more fair than you want to be, I think. All right. Fair enough. Here's a kind of random question. What's your favorite way to abuse Polyraptor? Mine is Sorrow's Path. Uh, Aether Flash? Okay, I'm sure. pretty sure that just, well, I mean, you lose the game. You draw the game. <laughs> you draw the game. You draw the game. Because Aether Flash says whenever a creature enters the battlefield, it deals, Aether Flash deals two damage to it. So uh, the first Polyraptor token kicks it off, and you make infinite Polyraptor tokens, but you can't stop it, so you draw the game. <laughs> This question from Richard Robb, which came first, the dino or the egg? I mean... Wow. Deep. I like, didn't see this one coming. I mean, eggs existed before dinosaurs, right? All right, the egg came okay. first. There yeah. you have I mean, it. Fi- I mean, fish existed before dinosaurs, so... Oh, yeah. All right. You might you, um, you, you might go. have answered this, but just to be clear, do ascend creatures constantly state-based check for the permanent count and grant the city's blessing... No. No. Oh, they, well, they do. Without so, using the stack, or can you respond to the gaining of the blessing? So we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. They, they constantly check, and they check in the middle of other things happening. So if you briefly have 10 permanents and then lose them, um, Ascend is a continuous effect, and it'll check that. So if you have something that makes tokens and sacrifices them all during the resolution, uh, it'll it'll see that you count it up to 10. Uh, the same if you have multiple legends entering the battlefield at the same time, then the the legend the legend rule will apply but you'll already have gotten to 10 permanents gotcha. so if you have nine permanents and one of them is a legend and you play another copy of the legend you'll briefly be at 10 permanents and you'll ascend Whee! awesome so if you put captain's hook on a vampire does it become a vampire it i mean yes in addition to his other creature yes. types yes it does yeah yes. it doesn't replace its types it's a i vampire don't understand pirate. this question how can mirrors be real if our eyes aren't real <laughs> I think it's fairly clear. It's assuming <laughs> that our eyes aren't real. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is not an assumption that we necessarily agree with. Okay. So, yeah. There, there's there's actually a better mirror question. Why do mirrors reflect left, right, and not up, down? Wait, what? When you look you're, at a mirror, you're, you're, it reflects you left, right. Yeah, it's backwards. Right, but why doesn't it reflect vertical and uh, vertical as well? I don't know. <laughs> Stop freaking me out. <laughs> I heard of somebody that had constructed a mirror that you could look in that actually shows you the right way around. Yeah. And people looked in it and they're just like horrified. Well, I, you could just do that in your phone, right? Yeah. But I mean, like, isn't that weird that you're like yeah. weirded out by what you actually look like? Right, because you're not yes. used to it. That's called photos. 
photos. But it's true. It's like when you if like if you take a selfie and then the camera or the yeah. phone like turns it mm-hmm. around and it's like wait You're a like, second. Wait a second. That's not what I look like. That's not me. Yeah. Oh wait, it is. I have to evaluate it like it like my big obvious one is I always have my part on my left. And so I look at people that have the part on their right. Yeah. I'm like that looks normal. And then I think about it and I go, no, I that's don't my, look yeah, my my hair Bizarre. does not behave that way. Yeah. All right. Final two questions. Does death touch matter when damage is dealt from mutiny? So let's look at mutiny. So great mutiny card says, name again. Yeah, this is great. Target creature an opponent controls deals damage equal to its power to another target creature that player controls. Uh, sorcery. And it's good for one man. Yeah. Death touch applies. The creature is dealing damage, which is, is sweet. Also, if one of the targets leaves for some reason, like say they depths of desire their own creature back to their hand, nothing will deal any damage. Uh, it's just like a fight. Or it's just like other fights. So, yes, death touch applies. And you need both targets to be there for it to be relevant. Jeffrey um, wants to know if uh, T-Rex arms are long enough. I mean. For what, Jeffrey? Yeah, I mean, just open-ended? Are yeah. they long enough? Or are they long enough? I mean, they, they, could, they could go get surgery to get longer arms if they wanted to, right? Maybe if they were wow. long enough, they wouldn't have died out. You're expecting them to go modify themselves to better fit the world around them? They could put a captain's hook on it. Well, no, no, no. Longer. I'm saying that, that I assume that they must be long enough. Because if they oh. would have modified themselves to oh, put the world gotcha, around them. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Like, you, you think that were they dissatisfied with yeah. themselves, I mean, they we, would have changed Yeah, it. we talked about Polyraptor okay. being self-aware enough to know what a mirror is, right? <laughs> That's true, if we if, did. Yeah, if they're, if they're self enough to know what a mirror is, they're self-aware enough to know when they need longer arms. <laughs> so true. So this is all great. This and is all great. by the way, if you're watching the YouTube version of this, um, and if you're not, it'll come out on Thursday of this week that you're listening to this episode mm-hmm. of the release date. Uh, Judge Rob does go into our uh, comments and answer yeah, questions. I so do. if you have some question that wasn't answered here, feel free to head over to YouTube.com yep. slash MTACast on uh, Thursday and Rob will be there to answer more. Yeah, I will answer a bunch of stuff. I generally like for two or three days come in and just sweep every couple hours for things. Okay, everybody, the moment that you've all been waiting for with bated breath, I know I have its cutest card from Rivals of Ixalan. Okay, we'll do grossest card later. Um, Megan needed a hot moment. Yeah, that's true. I'm just, I'm not up to looking at gross things today. (laughs) That's fine. Fair enough. I I was a little sick over the weekend, and I'm I'm fine with gross things. We can pass it over for now. All right, but let's look at cute things, shall we? I'm going to give you your runners up here. First runner up, Araska Frillback. Which uh, is a, a cute look, cat-looking dinosaur holding a little fish in its mouth. Oh, it's so cute. Pretty cute. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cute. cute. All right, here's one uh, that not everybody will agree with me on. Mausoleum Harpy. Runner-up, Mausoleum Harpy. Because <laughs> it just looks like a little dirt bird with feet that's like, okay. Oh. oh, I mean... Some of my Those cutest like cards are aggressively just weird, opposable weird, toes. Weird yeah. Looking. Aggressively yeah. Opposable. And this one, very tough, uh, very tough choice here. All right. Resplendent Griffin, runner up. Resplendent Griffin, adorable pirate Griffin. Very cute. Yeah, very this cute. isn't a pirate, it's just a Griffin. Okay, sure. I guess I'm just assuming it belongs to those pirates, but I should, yeah, we. it's not creature type pirate. Just lives in Ixalan. It's just. It's just there. a bird. All right, so obviously the more astute among you have already realized what my cutest card is going to be, and that is Cherished Hatchling. I just couldn't pass it up. I know it was designed to be the cutest card in the set, and guess what? It just it really is. is. They, it's they so finally, beautiful. They finally overcame your your reluctance to pick the yeah the, the push obviously yeah pushed cuteness yeah super cute. This there's one I couldn't say no to. There's so many cute cards. Like next to it is Cacophonon. Yeah, that one's also very cute. Oh, I can't believe you didn't pick Cacophonon. Look at him. <laughs> 
was very close to bellowing Aegisaur, which did win last set. That's true. That's so, fair. Very cute. And I, can I just give a nomination to most, makes me feel the most uncomfortable? Yeah. Aggressive urge. Yeah, it is not a great card. I don't know. Number one, I don't know. Nope. Name this card. Rethink yourself. It's a reprint. Number two. Oh, is it really? Okay, go yeah. into the past and rethink your decision. Number two, this art. <laughs> it's just like he's taking a big poop. What? <laughs> no. Like a really painful, aggressive poop. I disagree. <laughs> I don't like it. No matter what your mind is going towards, this card is not okay with me. <laughs> Are you going to go find the old art? It's worse. Is it really? Like, wow. Oh, boy. No, there's a, there's the right spelling. Oh, did you mean aggressive urge? Yes, I did, Scryfall. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, gross lizardy gross. thing. Uh, it was originally from Invasion. Yeah, it had the same art. Okay. Oh, okay. It, just the coloration was Yuck. a lot worse yep. in Invasion. Yep. Like, it's just a random, angry Kavu in Invasion. Actually, having a Christopher's in a dinosaur this time would have been fine. Like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's true. It should have been. But it's talking about Kumena, who is an aggressive merfolk. Roar! Anyway. All right. Cherished Hatchling, your cutest card. Enjoy your cutest card crown. Rivals of Ixalan. It already oh, has it already little does. head things. Oh, it already does. <laughs> Very cute. <laughs> Should have said that at the top, but I'm saying it at yes. the bottom. <laughs> That's the end of the show. Thank you one more time to our sponsor, cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast. Head on out there. Ultra Pro, you can pick up great Ultra Pro stuff at cardkingdom.com slash MTA cast. Sure they go together like forks and knives. Like teeth and a floss piece. Like tea and the cup. Like a crack in the road and newly poured cement. Like crackers and salt on top of them. Like a chicken in a biscuit. Like coffee and coffee. <laughs> and thank you to everybody who's joined our Magically Amateuring family on Patreon.com slash MTACast. That's right. If you remember us being like, hey, we're going to change it to monthly. That is happening at the end, end of, of the, the month. month. So uh, some people have already gotten a jump on it, but it will still charge you per episode yes. this month. At the end of the month, we'll have those new per month levels up. So, so hold get ready. off. Hold off yes. until the very end of the month, please. I will post another post that will let you know when it is good to do it if you if you need that. Yeah. Uh, if you've already gone in and edited, beware because it will still charge you per episode, okay? Sorry if we were not entirely clear about that in our last episode. But yes, thank you so much to everybody who's joined. It means a lot to us and uh, hopefully very soon we'll have some new costs associated with the show. Not going to really say what, but I uh, got my fingers Ooh. crossed. And so your support means more than ever. And of course, thank you to Judge Rob for joining us, as you always do with your wonderful insights. You're Yay. welcome. Thank you for having me. I really enjoy this. If anybody wants to contact you, uh, how should they get a hold of they you, They can Rob? email me, robit at email.com. That is R-O-B-B-I-T at gmail.com. I thought you said email.com. Maybe you did say it. Uh, that's wrong. It's not email. It's gmail, <laughs> okay. not email. Wow, uh, we got it on email the original. Email.com. <laughs> email. <laughs> email.com. I was one of the first users of the Ooh. internet. Email.com. <laughs> Everybody out there, have super fun time. At your uh, pre-release, we will post a video on our YouTube channel, mm -hmm. youtube.com slash mtacast. That's going to give you some tips going into the pre-release as to what you should probably not play in your pre-release deck. We've got our top 10 worst rares or mythic rares coming out this week on YouTube. So check that video out. And, uh, you know, have a really fun time. Any of your sweet pulls, please tweet them at us, at MTACast. We'd love to see what you open. And, you know, Megan and I will be there. We'll be recording our vlogs yep. that you'll see later. But, yeah, until then, you know, have a, have a pirate good time. <laughs>